Hello and welcome to the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. At the time of recording, it is December the 20th, 2020. I'm Ash the Newton and joining me via a series of tubes with the weather report is Andy the Android. Hello, it's chilly. Yeah, actually, <laughs> it was pretty warm earlier. Yeah, it was it was really nice, but the, I think the weather overall, it, it feels like December. Uh, so I guess, I don't know, I was I was burning up in my jeans and my... Uh, my jingly uh, cat sweater that I'm wearing right now. That's a nice, I guess, audio like auditory uh, representation of the sweater I'm wearing. The, the bells do sound like something that might be on a cat collar. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was a, it feels like a, a Californian December. We'll just say that. <laughs> That's true. At least in this part of California. I, I know that it actually gets cold in uh, much more Northern California, but yeah, here, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, so it's nice. Um, how, uh, how's your, your week and weekend been going? It's been going all right. I did though, uh, at the beginning of this three day weekend, cause thankfully we had Friday off. Um, Work was kind enough to just give an extra day off, which is amazing. Um, but that day was eaten up by me working on trying to fix uh, my leaking dishwasher. Um, oh, no. I think it was just one simple thing that needed to be tightened up, um, but got a new got a new part just in case. And I've run, run the dishwasher a couple of times, and so far no more leaks. Um, so, hooray. Did you tighten up the old part? Did you actually install the new part just for? Um, I I just like it was five bucks, so I just ah. got the new part and figured, what the hell? Like, might as well. If the part's yeah. cheap, just to be sure that I'm not <laughs> going to be reintroducing a lot of water to the hardwood floor again. Um, just yeah, opted to get get a new piece. So nice. Um, yeah, I was also working on the Friday, just like it's what I call homework in quotations. Yeah, you know, work, work at home, like, and not working from home, but like no, housework. like doing yeah <laughs> stuff to the house. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, we had some uh, a, a tree trimming service come on Saturday, so I had to basically make room for them. And also anything that I care about should not be directly under the tree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because uh, tree limbs are heavy, it turns out. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it might, uh, might cause a little damage. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember I watched a, I don't know, fairly large tree limb, like not even very thick, you know, like maybe more than an inch in thickness, but like I watched it Still, fall and just that'll like, leave a mark snap a fence, you know, like the broke the top of our, <laughs> of our fence, just effortlessly, just like karate chop, like right, wow. right into it. I was like, wow. Okay. So I remembered that I moved everything out of the way. And, um, so yeah, tree trimming went well. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yesterday we ended up watching uh, the movie, the holiday. Um, cause it's the holidays right now. So been, been watching quite a few different, um, movies for the season um but yeah overall it's been it's been a good weekend i wish that uh tomorrow was not work i wish i was already in full 
holiday season mode and not working, but only three more days to get through before some more time off. So not bad. Uh, um, what, what, what is the, is the holiday on some sort of streaming service or? Oh no. Uh, well actually it might be, but, oh, okay. um, probably somewhere. I, yeah, I, <laughs> it was, it was one of those things that I picked up on the iTunes store, like for mm-hmm. five bucks once, um, like whenever I think about it, I like opening up the iTunes like app and just seeing what movies they have on sale for five bucks. Uh-huh. Um, so that movie was it once, obviously not around the holidays cause it would probably be its full price. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it's a good film. I, I watched, uh, I've probably watched some uh, holiday movies recently. We both watched uh, Klaus, right? Or, or yeah. Klaus. I like to call yes. it Klaus. For yes, some Klaus. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I, I also the other night watched uh, Bad Mom's Christmas. And I've never heard of that. That was not, yeah, it was not the, the worst movie I've, uh, I've ever seen. Um, so you know, a pretty good endorsement. Him. Not the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying it's like, I've, no, I, I've I definitely what. I would totally burn it down if it was terrible and it was okay. It was fine. It was, um, uh, Mila Kunis, isn't it? So, okay, cool. Starring role. So yeah. Uh, definitely at least, uh, enjoyable. Uh, nice. So should we, uh, jump into news like, uh, video game news? Yeah. Why not? Uh, real quick, just to throw out the agenda. We're doing news. We travel time. And, uh, this week we're going to be talking about, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, uh, which was released August 15th, 1992. So we'll be getting in the time machine for that. Uh, and then after that, we'll be coming back to present day and talking about the games that we've been playing uh, since we last recorded. So I guess without further ado, it's time for news. Um, first thing that's in here is something I saw, um, I think very shortly after we finished recording um, our previous episode and i'm really excited about this that capcom is making a new ghosts and goblins game did you ever play any of those games no i've definitely heard about them like a million times but i've never played them yeah so i mean i have uh like i have ghosts and goblins on the nes um wait i think that's the one that it is on the nes i don't know there's there's similar names on um, on some of the different platforms, but anyway, or is it ghouls and no ghosts and goblins? Oh yeah, that's right. And there's ghouls and ghosts. Ghouls so, and ghosts, and then there's grabs by the ghoulies. And I, I sort of get mixed up between those three games sometimes <laughs> on which one's which. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so new new ghosts and goblins uh, it says coming to Switch in 2021, um, and the the trailer looks it looks good. It's got a cool looking art style. Um, and the music overall, like I, I, that's one thing that I remember about the NES game the most is the soundtrack. Uh, so hearing, hearing that in this trailer, um, I'm really excited to see what they come up with and see how it's going to be. I wonder if it's going to be as hard. I hope that it's not, (laughs) hope that it's not quite as hard as the original, uh, few games, but, um, yeah, can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, I could. Could you imagine if they made it just like a, a direct continuation from the difficulty curve from the the first one? That would be a yeah. tough sell. That yeah, I don't think anyone would really be that stoked about buying it. 
Um, no, the uh, yeah, the art sale looks great. I'm just watching the trailer on this. Yeah, oh, music's so good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's that's that. Um. Next bit. Did do you want to take that one? Uh, sure. Um. Sorry, I lost my place here. Uh, yeah, no, it, uh, I'm I'm typically the uh, uh, authority in Fortnite here. So. At least, at least out of the two of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, there is a mashup now going on um, with uh, Halo and Fortnite. So um, f- uh, you can get sort of your uh, skin or or costume, or I forgot what Fortnite actually calls this, but yeah, um, there's a you're basically, you can play as Master Chief, which is real interesting. Uh, just, you know, sort of these crossovers between a yeah. two different game series, right? I was so surprised to see Master Chief in this. Like, because also isn't, um, didn't they add Kratos from God of War? Um, that one I don't remember. Um, I know that they've, we've. they've oh yeah, actually further down. In this article, Fortnite's last season has seen a number of cameos and mashups from The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda to God of War's Kratos. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's kind of how behind I am on this. Wow. Sort of. Um, though I don't really play a lot of Fortnite, I do think it's really cool to see stuff like this, like yeah. different characters from different universes coming all into the same place. I mean, um. It's 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 kind of like Fortnite's trying to be the cross-platform Smash Brothers type thing. <laughs> yeah, and I got to hand it to their licensing team. Like they're just striking yeah. deals left and right, which is like I mean, the fact that they got um almost nearly in like neighboring seasons, they got uh, Marvel and DC to work to <laughs> like that's a it's a big one. <laughs> yeah. No, that is really big. Um I, I do remember within the few days of this being released uh, with for this update, seeing on Reddit, uh, somebody post like showing the youngins, uh, you know, what it's like to play Halo or something. So they were running around as Master Chief and they were like, just like they were meleeing, they like took down a character and then they started teabagging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which, that's amazing yeah to i mean i know that it trend you know that i know that it's not just halo but for some reason when i think teabagging like halo comes to mind even though i didn't really like play halo back in its heyday um that's that's just one of the first games that i think of when i hear that phrase so i just thought it was so fitting to see master chief like teabagging <laughs> in in Fortnite, and actually is that even a thing in games really anymore? Do people still do that? I mean, I I, I only I know they do very in Halo. Rarely, yeah, I was gonna say I only very rarely see it in games outside of Halo. Um, I mean, I guess I used to see it more when I used to play Counter Strike, but I haven't played Counter Strike in ages. So, uh, I yeah, I um, I I have to jump ahead. You know, just having played Halo recently, I, yeah, for, I think for the first time ever, I meleeed killed somebody who was teabagging another player. <laughs> <laughs> it was so satisfying because <laughs> I, I personally am not a teabag person, but uh, yeah, and it it makes I I do feel uh, mildly disrespected when, uh, when yeah. it happens. So yeah. <laughs> to kill someone, it's just my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, that's too good. Um, 
Oh, and they, I guess they do mention a blood gulch map. Um, yeah. Which is that, did they say like, is it a subset of the world or do you even know? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, but it's probably a separate mode that you have to select just because how Fortnite works is everything, you know, takes place on that island, on that world, right? Um, the only time I've seen it sort of like change is if like during special events and different things where they either, um, they, they basically like corral you off to either an area of the map or a custom area of the map, um, which is, uh, I, I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, and yeah, let's, sorry. It looks, uh, if, if I read this more carefully, uh, the first time it says plus available on December 11th, a Fortnite creative recreation of classic map blood gulch will also be playable. Playable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably going to be a corralled off map or something. So yeah, that's what it seems like. It's it's interesting, and I you know I do like playing Fortnite. Um, probably one of my favorite modes is sort of the modes that allow you to respawn. Um, so like they do have sort of a death match, and you know whoever whatever team achieves you know 150 kills or something like that. Oh, okay. So they they do have like just straight up team death match. Yeah, it, it's it's similar to that, and you still kind of parachute in, um, but it's like a shorter distance. Okay. Um, so it's a it's fun. It's a, you know, and and you're kind of picking up better weapons, and the better weapons are being traded around. It's nice. It's, fun. it's it's a great way to practice the game for the actual battle royale stuff. So sweet. Uh, all this talking about Fortnite's giving me the itch, though. I might have. To <laughs> All right, well, any we got anything more on that? No, not nothing. <laughs> maybe maybe next week when I when I play the content. <laughs> um, all right, well then, our next item here is Among Us is getting an airship map, which it already technically does have now, and it's on the Nintendo Switch uh, version of the game at the moment. And now, at least here at the time of recording, I don't know if it's available on other platforms or not, but I think I was reading something yesterday that was saying that the, that it's not available on any platform but the Switch at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so some folks are trying to get in right now in the Switch version and, and learn the map before it gets widely released to everyone so that they can have a leg up. Um, but I think that if somebody hosts it publicly, people from other platforms can join it and play it. I think that they, I think you just don't have the option to host it, or at least you didn't in whatever I was reading at whatever time it was referencing, because, you know, once this comes out, this is already old news. Uh, by this, I mean the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I picked up the Switch version. I know you did as, as well. Yeah. Um, I was. I was kind of surprised. I thought that it was going to be similar to like the mobile version and pricing. It was going to be like a dollar or something like that, but I, I didn't know it was like it was, five bucks. It was five bucks. Which, I think the way that it is on steam as well. Yeah. I don't know why that um, kind of surprised me. I, I maybe just because I consider the switch, a, you know, maybe I was thinking of it as a mobile platform, a mobile game, but I, I was happy. I am happy with the version. It feels good. It's a, first time that I've played Among Us with a controller, which is nice. Um, yeah. And you have the option to use the touch screen to uh, accomplish your task or just play with a controller. I, I played with the Pro Controller. Um, nice. I 
I don't know if I, I did play the little one of the the jobs that you have to do where it's like the uh, you know like the asteroids that are coming through and you have to shoot them. Yeah, it uses the gyro controls on the Switch Ooh. controller, which was kind of it, it's pretty sensitive. So I That's was like, fancy. oh my god! Like, <laughs> so I was able to accomplish it, but I I had to concentrate a little bit. That's that's cool though. I, I love when they like do things to make use of the gyro and the Switch controller. Um, yeah. Not that I use gyro aim a whole lot. Um, except for Splatoon, obviously, but, um, yeah, I like, I like when games do that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah. Among Us on the Switch, five bucks and a new map. So as, as we're as early, uh, blah, 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 easy for me to say, as I mentioned right before we started recording, um, like I, this is probably some of the content that was going to be in Among Us Two that they canceled the sequel because the game started doing so well in sales. Um, so it's nice to nice to see that they're doing that. And then also, did you notice that uh, Among Us is also showing up on PC Game Pass? I did see that. Yes, and it's also going to be coming to Xbox Game Pass um, soon. Wow. Okay, yeah, because it, it we don't have an Xbox version out yet, so that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so if anyone uh, listening has Game Pass and that's the way you want to try it out, then do it. I, I'm coming. waiting for the PS5 version. I need to <laughs> <laughs> need to see it with ray tracing. Ray traced, but that but that would be in the PC version, actually. <laughs> unless uh, unless there's exclusivity, but that would be hilarious to see a ray traced version of Among Us. Yeah, like I'd, ultra realistic, like lighting. <laughs> yeah, unless it's. I mean, I can't think of a ray trace. I, I I'm having trouble visualizing a ray trace experience on a 2D. Um, as sarcastic as this uh, this thought is, but it's <laughs> I, for some reason I think it really uh, a 3D environment is sort of necessary to really appreciate it. So. They can do a two and a half D. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um. All right. Uh, let's see. Next item on our list, Sephiroth uh, is coming, but I think actually by now has come to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate on the Nintendo Switch. Um, I mean, that's cool. More characters for more characters for Smash is always good, and it's uh, it's crazy to see Sephiroth uh, also show up because I mean we already have Cloud. Um. Yeah, it's it's really interesting when these, you know, how the, they go about balancing, you know, a, a character that is is supposed yeah. to feel very powerful, you know, because um, to do the character justice anyway. Um, but I, I think uh, I was watching a little bit of the video uh, Sakurai was kind of talking about. Uh, Sephiroth and just like has some serious range from from uh, like a melee striking distance because the sword that Sephiroth uses yeah, is super it's long. Yeah, sword. Yeah, um, but there is an interesting way. I guess you can unlock Sephiroth by uh, early by beating him um, in the game. There's like a way to to face him, and if you if you beat him, you win. You get, um, I guess, multiple attempts to try and. Uh, uh, defeat him first so i imagine that that's difficult to do <laughs> but at some point you'll just be able to buy him i think i i, I i'm a little unclear on how they're rolling out characters now oh i thought i thought, I thought you just straight up had to buy him 
Yeah, there was something about unlocking them early. I don't know if it was like an update or something like that, but they were, it was like a, maybe a tease, maybe to get the characters. Or maybe like get it early if you have the fighter pass or something. Something like that. Very possible. Interesting. It makes yeah. me want to play Final Fantasy VII, but. <laughs> yeah, I was say, I haven't, I haven't played Smash Brothers in a while. Um, but I did put I did put a good chunk of time into it uh, when it first came out. Uh, um, let's see. Our next item here: new Sonic the Hedgehog animated series coming to Netflix. Um, I am excited about that. I really enjoyed the cheesy old Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Um, I also used to have, or I used to get the Sonic the Hedgehog comic books um back when i was a kid too uh but this looks like it's going to be a 3d animated series um so not just standard 2d animation um yeah this looks like it's going to be uh going to be fun or at least i i hope it is anyway i hope it's at least as good as the old 2d animated series yeah i definitely want to check it out that's that sounds uh Good to me. I actually haven't seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie yet, too. So I need oh, to... it's good. Yeah, um, it's it's better than I expected it to be. Yeah, so I'll have to check that out in the near future and give my impression. <laughs> I think that was one of the last movies I saw in the movie theater. Wow, because I think it came out in February this year. This might have this might actually be the last movie I saw before COVID. <laughs> Yeah, I can't actually remember the last movie I saw, but uh Yeah, we we have that Regal pass that we can't use <laughs> uh to go see movies, which that's obvious why. Um let's see. So yeah, hopefully uh hopefully the new Sonic is good. At least as good as the old series and the new movie. Yeah. Um, let's see, what do we got here next? So, uh, I'll, I'll kick it off. Cyberpunk, yeah. uh, 2077 breaks. Is that Steam. game out now? Yeah, it, it is out. It's <laughs> just kidding. I know it's out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steam record despite technical issues. And, uh, um, yeah, the, I think it's the, the concurrent number of users, right? Ah, uh, okay. That's that's the record that was oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people are checking it out. I think it's um, it's interesting about the, the technical issues call out there because I don't I don't think they're nearly as bad on PC. Um, no, and this is like release day, basically that this article is from. I so. See. So things have lots of things have happened <laughs> since since this article was written. Yeah, and it, it definitely um, you know it, it did seem like everybody I knew that had a PC was playing it. Basically, like yeah, I noticed that too on Steam uh, when I looked at my friends list. It's like so and so is playing Cyberpunk. So and so is playing Cyberpunk, and then like all the way down my friends list. Um. But yeah, for the concurrent users, it's saying the the previous record for concurrent users on Steam was from Fallout 4, and it was 470,000 people. Mm -hmm. Um, 
day one cyberpunk clocked in at 1,003,264 concurrent users playing cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of people playing a single player game at the same time. Like the hype train was real for this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it definitely was. And, uh, a lot of times when the, when the hype picks up steam, like quite, you know, not intended, uh, like it does. Uh, I, I, I tend to get really nervous about games when that, when that happens, just, um, I don't know. It's, it's just, maybe it's just something about the astronomical expectations, you know, to, to get that oh, many people. Yeah. Know. I mean, I, I definitely feel like, uh, a lot of folks really over hyped what they expected this game to be. Uh-huh. Um, I admittedly was excited, but I definitely feel like I kept my realistic or kept my expectations like in check and they were realistic. Um, Cause so far, like, yeah, I've had fun with the game and I think it's cool. Um, but I haven't gotten super far into it yet because it does feel like it needs a little bit more time in the oven. Yeah. So that, and like, I already have other things that I'm playing right now too. So I'm going to just give it a little bit more time. But I definitely have some impressions to share uh, as we get to our what we've been playing a little later. Cool, and it, just related as well. So since you know that story had came out, the uh, basically the uh, Sony's delisted the game from from PSN. Yeah. Not to say that it's not going to return. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll yeah. be back. But um, definitely. I think the, the, the big concern, I think the biggest controversy when it comes to performance or the game not being ready is the performance on base consoles of like the original PS4 and the standard. Yeah. The standard like versions of the consoles that were released in 2013. Yeah. And I was watching spawn waves video and they were uh, one, one thing that was, they kind of pointed out that's uh, what makes that, sort of sting a little bit is that this game has been in development like since when those were the most powerful consoles on the market so yeah it has been so it's just been in development so long that it's kind of like the technology has sort of moved beyond the consoles not that it's going to be impossible you know cd project red vows to make it right they're going to make you know the game better still they they threw away so much goodwill from their fan base yeah so fast Yeah. Like they created this incredible hype machine that if they could have executed on it, (laughs) uh, then they would, uh, they, I don't know. I'd feel like they would be more like valve status, Mm -hmm. uh, or at least the way that I look at valve and even Nintendo, like be like, Holy crap. They lived up to this huge, like these huge expectations. Um, or at least like didn't totally fail in the face of these huge expectations, which not that they necessarily totally failed, but there's a lot of people that still just like that have the vanilla Xbox one and PS4. Um, and they just really bummed out a lot of people. Yeah. And I think they were probably the, the other thing that sort of adds salt to the wound is that they, you know, that, that, 
footage of these games was not allowed to be shown, you know, like until the embargo, like they wouldn't let reviewers actually use the content. So like, yeah. it almost seems like they were trying to sort of hide um, at least. Yeah. Like, don't look at, don't look at what these versions look like. Look at what the PC and the PS5, or actually no, they don't even have a PS5 version. It's just PS4 pro and, uh, one X is, is all I've seen from the console. So actually, uh, cause I think the last time we recorded, I said that like, Oh, it actually looks really good. So apparently what I was looking at that I wasn't totally realizing was that it was the one X specifically or the PS4 pro specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, for those versions of the consoles, the game does look good. Um, like it, it really doesn't look like, it has the significant issues that I've seen um, from the PS4 footage. Apparently, like, yeah, at least the worst of it that I've heard has been the base PS4 version. Um, But it's probably the same on the base Xbox One. I just haven't seen as much noise about it. The last time I think we've had something at, at this scale was maybe like No Man's Sky, um, yeah, <laughs> that was for completely different reasons. I mean, yeah. actually, there were a lot of bugs in in the release, but totally. I think, I think that the biggest concern there is that they, you know, uh, gamers don't feel like the studio delivered on their promises. Um, it's yeah. s- sort of marketed in a way that was a little uh, ambitious <laughs> for the project that they they had. So, um, you know, I, I at the same time, I, I think that more games, just to avoid this kind of thing, should should really, you know, if the game isn't finished, don't say that it's finished. You know, say that call it a beta. Um, it it doesn't makes for such a. I was talking about this with a with a friend. It's not such a fantastical launch. You know, you don't get the big, like everybody's playing this right yeah, now because it's say it's out. early access. But yeah, to it does kind of sort of. At least, or I don't know, or just don't put it out yet. I mean, I, I I know that, or not know. My my assumption is that they had shareholders to please. Sure. And shareholders ruin everything, man. <laughs> and investors and things like that. Yes. People I'm, that think, yeah, that they're literally just thinking about the dollars of it. Like they're the ones that ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it can uh, really make it sort of a transactional. Um, yeah, well, I mean, right? so. you know, of course, like I understand they are selling a product and they they need to to profit from this to continue to make new stuff. Um, but at the same time, if that's the only thing you're focusing on, and that's why you're like saying no, we have to release in this particular window, like you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, now let's see, now we've gone over the cyberpunk stuff. Um, last thing here is now you can play Minecraft with ray traced graphics. (laughs) So get fancy real time lighting in Minecraft. Yeah, I think it really just looking at sort of the screenshots and gameplay that I've seen it, it kind of really changes how you decorate a room specifically on how you like light it. Yeah. Um, Because I mean, I've seen some the the uh, the demo that they've done, you know, just the, the like how you shape windows and how you make light sort of reflect off of walls. It really changes the vibe of of how you build. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like the, the more, the more that I've been seeing stuff that has to do like with ray tracing and how all of that affects lighting, um, the more of a believer I have been becoming of this particular like graphic technology, Mm -hmm. um, really like ray tracing does a fantastic job, um, with the lighting and making everything like with realistic lighting in real time. Like it's, I was actually watching a um, digital foundry video on the difference of, I guess to go back to cyberpunk for a second, um, ray tracing and without ray tracing, like even the game without ray tracing, when you're playing on PC and, and, or, you know, playing with high specs, like it looks good, but there's definitely a difference if you're playing without ray tracing. Um, Yeah. There's, there's, I don't know. There, it, it just adds, it adds a, a bit more atmosphere and there's just like a certain thing that like, you don't really know it's missing until you see the like real time ray tracing effects that are happening. Like, I don't know. It, it, it looks, yeah, it looks amazing. And you, you get accurate sort of um, reflections as well. That's another big yeah. one. So water and mirrors, you know, actually work um, how they should. Yeah. Um, because if you don't know this, like, you know, some games have amazing reflections, but uh, a lot of times what they're using is sort of this cube map, which is actually faking it. <laughs> it makes it yeah. look like you're looking at a reflection, but really it's it's just sort of an image that's sort of downplayed or approximately what would be reflected. Um, so uh, anyway, it's a really cool effect when you see it in action. So, um, yeah. But yeah, even the fact that the, the looking at like what ray tracing does to water in, in Minecraft too is really uh, interesting. Looking at these like screenshots that they have, um, I've always been disappointed with how uh, light travels through water with Minecraft. You always end up like a really, you know, just trying to create a, a backlit like fish tank, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, is very uh, it, it becomes very dark. It's very hard to do. Um, but you know, look at the ray tracing; it looks amazing. Nice. <laughs> so, well, feels like we kind of sped through the news. Yeah. Well, I mean, things are definitely happening. It's a spicy holiday season for sure. Yeah. News, but yeah, there's there's actually more than I was expecting for right now. Um, well, now that we've gone through the news, anything else to say before we get in the time machine? Um, there, let's see. There was one thing that I didn't, um, when we were talking about cyberpunk, um, just as sort of a PSA, which is probably already passed by now. I think, um, yeah. Best Buy has a deadline. I think it's, uh, it's through tomorrow. I think the 25th through so if you're listening to this day of uh you can still return cyberpunk to best buy even if you've opened it um and then uh, microsoft is offering refunds as well as other platforms i believe steam as well i think the only one that's seemingly pushing it back on the developer has been gamestop that's the (laughs) uh one that's yeah have a uh, a it just i mean i'm sure because gamestop you know has a strict policy about opening you know opened return open um, excuse me open box returns for games so it's funny because they there have been times that i bought a quote-unquote new game from them like a long time ago uh-huh. that they had already opened it 
Oh yeah, they gave it to you opened. Yeah, what like that yeah. used to that used to be a thing that they yeah. would do periodically. Yeah, I think I, I've had situations where the GameStop offered to uh, shrink wrap the game for me if I wanted it to, but uh, I, yeah. it was optional. Like, uh, so then how is this a new game? And yeah, you, you won't return games in this state, but you them <laughs> this way. Yeah, it's it's basic. It's almost like a, no returns, like in, unless it, the game was labeled use before it went out the door. So yeah, strange. Um, let's see. No, I, I'm going to save it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Well, is the time machine time? Let's get it warmed up. Okay. Well, let's, uh, get on in that time machine. We are heading to, uh, August 15th, 1992. So we're stepping on in. And we have arrived. And uh, like I mentioned previously, we are now here at August 15th, 1992. And uh, as we step out of the time machine, what is that I hear on the radio? Ah, it's End of the Road by Boys to Men. What a good song. It is a good song. Group. Yeah. Um, man, I love Boys to Men. Um, also, just, just a few days ago, um, our friends in Minnesota here in the United States uh, August the 11th, open up the Mall of America. It is the biggest freaking mall in the United States. Uh, biggest indoor amusement park, has the biggest indoor miniature golf course. Um, it's insanely huge. Um, I haven't been because obviously it just uh, opened, what, four days ago. <laughs> uh, so I haven't had a chance to make it out to Minnesota yet, but maybe one day, actually, who knows? Maybe not. Cause I don't know if I like malls, but um, also uh, something that just ended recently here in 1992 is the summer Olympic games in Barcelona. Uh, also later this month in Japan, super Mario Kart is going to be released. And also today, the day that this amazing game was released, um, Snick, Snick premiered on Nickelodeon. Um, I actually watched Snick the like the the day one thing. Man, I watched a lot of Nickelodeon around this time. Um, also, we are just weeks away from the fifth WWF SummerSlam uh, that happened August the thirty first. Uh, also. About a week ago, the movie Three Ninjas was just released. Did you ever see Three Ninjas? Uh, I've I've heard of it, um, but I, I can't remember. And I got that from the. I, I definitely rented that uh, a couple of times from the video store around the corner from my house. Um, and then also right around this time, uh, to throw out some toys that I. Have I guess been playing with recently since we are here in the in 1992, uh, the movie star Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures, um, they're they're textured differently. They're a little bit bendy, and they look more like the uh, the characters in the movies than they do from the animated series. I heard those you know I, movies are pretty good. I, I from what I can remember, yeah. I would wholeheartedly agree with you. But I, I have not seen uh, these movies since they first released. Um, and this game actually has made me want to go back and 
uh, and watch those movies. Um, but we're here talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo. Um, so I guess I'm going to go into reading uh, some of the history here. Um, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, released as Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, Turtles in Time in Europe. Uh, and it is an arcade game produced by Konami. I know it just said Super Nintendo, but it'll make sense in a moment. Um, a sequel to the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, a scrolling beat 'em up style game based mainly on the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series, or TMNT. So I might abbreviate that moving forward. Um, originally, an arcade game, Turtles in Time, was ported to Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo uh, in 1992, and like I mentioned, released August 15th. Uh, the Super NES version was retitled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 Turtles in Time in North America and Australia, and Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles 4 Turtles in Time in Europe uh, in order to continue the numbering from the first three Turtles games on the NES, despite the fact that TMNT 3 of the Manhattan Project was never released in the PAL region. So... Interesting Easter egg for the PAL folks there. Uh, they never had three. So, hey, does the PAL region not know how to count to three just like Valve doesn't? Anyway. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, however, the Super Famicom version uh, in Japan retained the original unnumbered title. So that same year, a game that borrowed many elements, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Hyperstone Heist, was released for the Mega Drive and or Genesis. Man, that's right. I should have should have had us play the hyperstone heist as well maybe that'll be a different episode one day who knows um so much like teenage vintage turtles 2 the arcade game for the nes uh, a conversion of the first arcade game the snes version of turtles in time has some notable differences in presentation while the snes is missing some animations and graphic effects from the arcade version it made extensive use of the snes's mode 7 forward scrolling effect in the neon knight riders level changing into an over-the-shoulder perspective and having thrown foot soldiers uh, wait, and having thrown foot soldiers flying directly at and hitting the screen. So yeah, when you're fighting Shredder, you have to like throw uh, throw them at the screen at you, which is uh, a lot of fun to see. So sounds also differ in the arcade and SNES versions. SNES version is missing certain voice samples for both the turtles and boss characters. In addition, the arcade's version, sorry, the arcade version's theme song. Pizza Power was replaced with an instrumental version of the cartoon theme song. Uh, various alterations were made to the SNES version's gameplay. Sewer Surfing and Neon Night Riders were changed to bonus levels of a, uh, like of a, of a certain sort, uh, and a new Technodrome stage was added, which features a boss battle with Shredder sitting in a battle tank in a foreground, which requires the player to hit the tank with foot soldiers thrown at the screen. So, the thing that I was talking about a second ago. Uh, several enemies were changed in the SNES version. Uh, four other new bosses were added. The Rat King uh, was added at the end of Sewer Surfing level. Slash replaced Cement Man in the Prehistoric level, which um, which is called Prehistoric Turtlesaurus. Um, and then, sorry, I lost my place because I had to like look away and think because it's not in these notes. Um, and on the pirate ship level, the duo of Bebop and Rocksteady all uh, replaced Taka and Razor, who were moved to the new Technodrome level. 
Uh, the game also changes the final battle with Shredder to Super Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, and that's the uh, movie. Uh, the SNES version also adds two regular enemies, Roadkill Rodneys, which replaced boxing robots, and Mausers, uh, those tiny little two-legged chicken-looking uh, guys. Um, the SNES version also features a time trial mode and two-player versus fight mode. Like the arcade version, each turtle was given unique attributes uh, in areas such as speed and strength. In addition, the move to throw enemies off-screen can now be performed intentionally instead of just randomly, uh, a technique specifically required at the end of the Technodrome level. So that is the history. Yeah. Um, for its... Uh Reception, uh, following its release, Turtles in Time became Konami's best-selling arcade title. Although critics found that the second game was largely similar to the previous arcade game, uh, they felt that it was a net improvement over its predecessor on all points, including graphics, music, and gameplay. Overall, the game was hailed for staying true to its source material. Uh, the SNES version was praised for its addition of stages and gameplay modes. Uh, four reviewers of Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it a unanimous score of 9 out of 10, applauding the fun gameplay, the new moves, the accurate recreation of the arcade's version's graphics and two-player versus mode. Though they criticize that the game is too easy. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, like the arcade version, uh, the SNES game was lauded in all game for its visuals, uh, which replicate the cartoon's art style. The game's music and sound effects have also been praised. However, the game was criticized by the Armchair Empire for its repetitive gameplay and short length. Nintendo Dojo. <laughs> wait, Nintendo Joe. I think yeah, that's Nintendo how it's... Nintendo Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, the best Ninja Turtles game of all time. I'm sure it was, actually, for that for that particular time period, seeing it was the newest. Um, it still might be the best Turtles game ever. Yeah, in my yep. That, opinion. Spoiler that, alert. Yeah. <laughs> Entertainment Weekly wrote that the Turtles may have peaked on... Oh, it's peaked on the big screen, but in video game land, they, ju- they're just reaching their potential. Uh, in the latest multi-level background, uh, may, I'm sorry, in, in the latest multi-level battleground, players fight the evil Shredder's minions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Entertainment Weekly. Yes. <laughs> Um, all right, so overview, last section here. Uh, like its predecessor, Turtles in Time was available for the arcades in two- and four-player versions. In the two-player versions, each player gets to choose which of the four turtles they wish to control, whereas the four-player versions, the characters are assigned to a control panel from left to right in the following order, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael. Each playable character has its own strengths and weaknesses, Uh, New features in this game include the ability to execute a power attack by hitting an enemy several times in a row and the ability to slam foot soldiers into surrounding enemies. And that is so satisfying. Um, Players guide the turtles through a series of levels. The first takes place in the streets of New York. Later levels transport the turtles to representations of various historical eras. In each level, players face enemies from both the 1987 cartoon and the feature film Teenage
Age Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, including Foot Soldier and sorry, Foot Soldiers and Stone Warriors. Uh, bosses include the fly form of Baxter Stockman, Metalhead, Taka and Razor, and Leatherhead. So yeah, that's uh that's all of our historical slash general information uh about this game so what was your take on the game so um this being my really first time playing i can't really say that i've encountered the arcade version i i might have played but the game felt completely new and unfamiliar when i was playing it so um anyway it it uh the game you know it's it's pretty good it, it feels um, having played other games, you know, just graphically and animation wise, uh, the game feels really good. It's, it feels like definitely ahead of its time. Um, you know, I, I, I think there, there's probably a case to be made that it might be one of the better looking Super Nintendo games, like period. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, in my opinion, it, it visually holds up very well. And I, I do think the art style is great. Yeah, and it, it it's definitely really interesting um, how the game, you know, it, it is a port of the arcade version, but they were given like so many liberties actually uh, in this version because like just with, you know, being a new level and, and you know, changing bosses around and, uh, you know, adding of, of characters and moves and stuff. It, it's really like it was given to another team and they're like, well, you guys need to make this, but you guys can do whatever you want. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah and I, I think that was a lot more common back then um, when you took games from the arcade and then brought them home. Yeah. Um, in some ways, like I remember stuff like that being really frustrating that they changed things because there was like, I don't know if you were very, very familiar with it, with an arcade version of a game, it's like, dang it. Why did you change this? Because I really liked this, but at the same time, changing it gives you an, a reason, I guess, to play both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the, um, but I, I think that the game was balanced better. Uh, right. Because I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like for the super Nintendo release. Yeah, like yeah. the uh, the arcade version, you know, it's definitely was was not shy about just you know you you will take damage fighting a boss in for example in in the arcade version they will kill you at least once usually oh yeah um, so just because of how the bosses are just largely unaffected by your attacks they just sort of run right through you yeah um, whereas on the Super Nintendo it's like you could you know, perfect, clear level. It's possible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. They, they, they definitely follow patterns more in the super Nintendo version than they do in the arcade version. Um, and you can actually interrupt and prevent them from attacking. If you like follow the right pattern um, for each one of the bosses, at least it, you know, in, in most cases, yeah, and I, I I feel like it was it was a good tuned release. You know, they tuned the game properly so that it would be received well on the Super Nintendo. I think so. Yeah. Um. What about what about you? Uh, well, um. Let's see. I probably beat the game for the I don't know what hundredth time. Okay. Um. 
playing through this. And uh, originally, like I think I mentioned in the last episode, I got this game for Christmas in 1992. Um, so it's it's a very like nostalgic Christmas time game for me. Um, so it's also part of the reason why I wanted to play it now, but also another part of the reason I wanted to play it, which you called out when we were playing through this was the fact that Neon Knight Riders takes place in 2020 and I realized 2020 is almost over. Um, so I felt like needed to, needed to squeak it in right before, uh, right before the end of the year to talk about like, like this is the depiction really, um, like these, this crazy futuristic city and like like going on these streets kind of, I guess like these floating highways on these hovercraft things that you stand on and you fight fight foot soldiers where's my hoverboard I still don't have a hoverboard yet <laughs> so you know I started thinking maybe that's the way that 2020 was supposed to be but there was a ripple effect from the turtles traveling through time and also Shredder and the foot soldiers and everyone traveling through time that we splintered off of that, splintered yeah. off of that timeline. And uh, that's where we are now instead of that crazy looking future city. That's, that's highly possible though. It's, it is funny that, um, you know, like cyberpunk 2077 is the, the level reminds me of cyberpunk. That's what it looks like to me. (laughs) And there's a 50 year difference though. I think uh, cyberpunk is going to be closer. (laughs) Yeah. That, and then, and then the space station level that's in uh, 2100. Yeah. um, Right after neon night riders. So let's see. So here in 1992, I have, I've had my, SNES for not very long at this point, uh, just a few months. I think I got it in September of 92. Um, so yeah, I haven't had it very long and uh, got this game and um, Mario Kart, like I had mentioned. Um, and then I think Roger Clemens MVP Baseball. I think I got those three games for Christmas this year. Um, ooh, maybe even Hook. What year did Hook come out? Anyway, um, regardless, I think about that now and I'm like, damn, like, was I spoiled or not (laughs) with getting that many games? I guess, I mean, my parents were divorced and I was like, my mom was with my stepdad by this point. So I can't remember if I got like a game from my dad and two games from my mom and stepdad. I don't know. Whoever gave these games to me and especially this game, Thank you. I think it was my mom and my stepdad. So I know you're, I know neither of you are listening, but thank you. Um, <laughs> it's, I think it's actually not, I, I don't think I know this game is my favorite beat em up game ever. Um, I do really like this genre of games, but I think this is like my definitive beat em up mm. that if I could play no other beat em up, for the rest of my life, I would be so content playing this game, even though I've beat it. I don't know how many times it's still so much fun. Um, it was, and it was my third Ninja Turtle game. Sorry. What were you saying? I was just going to say that I think, uh, you probably did get hook for Christmas because, uh, it was released in December of 1991. So that was back when the VHS release would probably not come out for, you know, eight months to a year, you know? So, yeah. Man, and that game, that game wasn't bad. 
Um, oh, that has a decent it has a decent soundtrack. Oh, I thought we were talking about the movie. You got the VHS movie. Um, oh no, talking, the game. Oh, the, the game, game hook. Wow. I, mean, I also love that movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Oh man. Tick tock, tick tock. Hook's afraid of an old dead croc. Um, <laughs> Peter's Pan, Scott's kids. Anyway, oh my God, that's such a good movie. Um, so yeah, let's see. This is my third Ninja Turtle game. I had the first two uh, games on the NES. Um, I had rented Tournament Fighters. I didn't really know about Manhattan Project. And um, I, I think you had mentioned Manhattan Project to me. And I had never really looked into the game itself uh, until today. And I played a little bit of it uh, earlier today. And it's good. It's, it's a lot of fun as well. It is not as good as this game, like not even close, but it's, it's, it's good for a beat em up on the NES. Yeah. I think, um, uh, uh, my friend Crossham, that's, he was, we was talking about it last night, nice. but he's been talking about how he would like to, uh, actually play through the game with his ten, twin brother. Cause they've never beaten it together. <laughs> they've, they've gotten very close, oh. um, gotten to the final boss and failed many times, but yeah, that just, game's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like my, like I, I, I played like the little bit that I played, I, I definitely noticed that I got a little bit better, uh, starting it over, but yeah, the game's hard. It's definitely harder than turtles in time. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure. And, you know, I, I think, you know, games were just starting to get a little bit more accessible, you know, at this point, like Kirby had been released to uh, success. And that was one of the few like easy games that came out at the time that easier. Yeah. Yeah. Approachable difficulty. Yeah, definitely approachable. Um, let's see. This game has a banging soundtrack from like start to finish. Um, I don't know. Like, am I crazy? Is, is my, is my thoughts of the soundtrack just purely fueled by nostalgia or do you also think it's good too? No, they were definitely good. Um, I, you know, uh, particularly, uh, the second level alley cat blues. I, I think of, I, I, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, exactly. It's, it, it, um, sticks in my head um it's yeah it, it definitely sounded ever when i was listening i, I don't th- can't remember really the other tunes of the other levels but i definitely uh remember it i really like sort of that sequence when you're um sort of i think this is only in the arcade version but when you're actually traveling between the levels um like or when you're like traveling through time forward and backward it, it, there's a little sequence there and a tune that plays and which is pretty good um but no yeah it's definitely good music <laughs> cool well i'm glad to know that it that i'm not purely fueled by nostalgia and thinking that it's a good soundtrack because yeah it's it's really good <laughs> um let's see i i uh, wanted to i put levels down here just to like is there any levels that you'd like to talk about oh um killer I mean, I really liked the pirate ship just because of, yeah, um, you know, just some of the elements about like, you know, the boards that will come up and hit you if you step in the wrong spot. Um, 
It yeah, just, and I don't know. I also really like uh, sewer surfing. Yep. Um, I know that it's largely, at least in the SNES version, um, like a bonus level. Where also to at least to explain how they are bonus levels is you have you have enemies that appear on the screen and then also just kind of like disappear shortly thereafter, and the point of seeing them, which they can cause damage to you, but they're not as big of a threat as normal. Um, like they're, they're quick opportunities for you to like one hit kill these enemies so that you can get your points up. And if you get your points higher up, um, whenever you hit 200 points, you get an extra life basically. Um, so it's, so it's a bonus level in that regard where it's like, giving you a lot of things to try to rack up as many points as possible in a short period of time so that you can start to, so, so that you can try to pad the number of extra lives that you have. Um, but yeah, that and neon night riders are like, like was mentioned before, those are the two bonus levels in the super Nintendo version. Um, and I like, I like the technodrome level. I really like, I'm glad that they added that to the game uh, for the super Nintendo release. I love just hucking dudes up at Shredder and throwing them at him when he's in that little machine trying to like grab you and trying to shoot at you. Um, I, yeah, I really love that they, that that is the way that they, or one of the ways that they showed off the mode seven effects uh, for the super Nintendo release. Yeah. It's, it's actually just kind of a funny level just because like, it just felt like sort of chaotic, you know, or almost sort of silly that you're like running around, like throwing these enemies at the the mech. You're like, it's almost like you're, because you have to like dodge shredders attacks, but yeah, you're moving around like, Oh no, no. And you're just like throwing anything you can find at them. (laughs) Yeah. So basically at that point, you know, when you finally defeat him, he's like, I'm going to, He's like, screw you guys. I'm going to send you into a time warp in which you will never return. Uh, And that's when you get sent all the way back to like 25 million BC or something. Yeah. For the level prehistoric turtle Saurus. And uh, how how do you feel about Slash? (laughs) Oh, that boss. Yeah, he got me. I, I was raging because I was, could not beat him. And it's, it's really, I think just, he is actually the hardest boss in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, I really, truly think he is. Yeah. After even with your continues, you know, you can um, game over if you use up all your, you, you only get like three continues or something like that. Yeah. You get three from playing on easy four normal five on hard. Yeah. So, um, and uh, but but slash yeah the problem that was frustrating because is if you just are standing a little too close to him he will combo you in a way that will basically take one of your your lives yeah <laughs> and it's it, it's like a it's like a three hit combo and it's like you're dead like yeah <laughs> like, darn it um and then also that level is a difficult level it seems like the a lot of the enemies do a lot of damage um those sort of dinosaurs that run you over and yeah um they introduce the rock um enemies rock uh, rock soldiers but yeah um (laughs) it's uh 
it, it, anyway, it's just, I, I, by the time I, you, I get seven lives and by the time I got to slash, I was down to three <laughs> and then you would quickly combo me a couple times and then it was game over. <laughs> so, dang. but it, I, I, we did, you know, we were able to uh, play online together. Um, yeah. So, which was cool. Yeah. It was really exciting that, uh, that RetroArch has a really easy uh, net play function. So that was that was super fun being able to play that um, still like local co-op so to speak play this game together um, even from the comfort and safety of our own homes during this pandemic um, so yeah I look forward to being able to do other two-player games um, that way even though even though the, the like I primarily played this game on my SNES um, on you know, like the real cart and the real hardware. Um, that, that was still super fun that we could play that, uh, online together. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was kind of magic and a really good performance too. So just, yeah, that was, that was also, uh, surprising and made me, made me very happy. Um, so also though, I did, in addition to playing through, uh, the game, multiple times on my own. And then once all the way through with you, I did also uh, a couple times play through the arcade version of the game. Mm. Um, And it made me realize that I don't think that I ever really had access to the arcade version of the game. Um, Oh, I mean, at least not original, like not when it was originally out Um, the places like, the pizza place that I went to and the arcade that I went to, I think they still primarily just had the 19, like the, the, the very first Ninja Turtles arcade game. Um, but one place that I did play this game in person that I have a memory of um, was the ground control arcade up in Portland. So that is still a quarter arcade. Um, and, for anyone who's not in the United States, uh, quarters, coins, 25 cents, four of those make a dollar. Um, so yeah, those are the primary coins used in arcade machines. So yeah, so they're, they're still a quarter based arcade where, and, and I'm like saying that in a way that I sound kind of surprised because a lot of the arcades that exist nowadays, um, either you swipe a card through, um, that you like fill with credits or you also just everything's on free play and you pay like a flat fee to get in to go to whatever the arcade is. Um, and that's even if arcades are still going to exist after all of this. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I, I pumped in like seven or $8 worth of quarters to end up playing that all the way through um in person at ground control a few years ago and then uh playing it on my computer um i had to use 24 quarters or 24 credits to insert into the game um quote unquote insert (laughs) into the game uh so that i could keep playing through uh but yeah it took me 24 credits to actually beat the arcade version of the game and holy crap it's so much harder um (laughs) There, there are there are definitely a lot of similarities, and I feel like the graphics aren't that different. Um, there are certain things about the animations where certain animations feel a little bit smoother in the arcade release. Um, 
and it is fun to kind of have more of the 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 voice effects um but yeah my my nostalgia is heavy for the uh super nintendo release that that is my favorite one out of the two here even though it's supposed to be you know based off of the original arcade release i i feel like it's a better game yeah i i didn't play the arcade version but i did watch like a youtube playthrough just to sort of get the 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 gist of the um yeah game but it it Definitely, there was. Uh, I, I noticed a lot of different voice lines that were in um, in the arcade version. And yeah. uh, like, for example, when you're on the pirate ship, the uh, death sound is like "I'm seasick" <laughs> or something like that. Um, and I noticed they don't have the the same death line that is in the Super Nintendo release. Actually, is not present in the arcade version at all. I don't think they normally because the, the SNES one is the oh shell shocked <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, they you know there's this whole animation when you collect pizza, the health power up in this game, like where um, oh yeah, it, they like do like a thumbs up type thing when they get it. I think yeah in the arcade. Pizza. And they say pizza time, whereas in the Super Nintendo, you just hear pizza time. And then yeah, <laughs> no animation. So, Oh, but I love the pizza power power-ups that you get. Like the little bomb pizza boxes where you like spin around. All yeah. It made me wonder what kind of pizza is that? If, it's, if there's a bomb on the pizza box. <laughs> <laughs> is it like spicy Sicilian pizza <laughs> or something? I, no it's idea. Uh, pepperoni and jalapenos. Oh. That's, oh, me that hungry. actually sounds really good. Yeah. Um, so who, at least if you do have a favorite turtle in this game, uh, who is it? I think I tried playing as each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the character that wields the sigh, I sort Raphael. of... Raphael. I seem to play uh, a a lot with with him i just somehow had just more success i feel like but nice yeah i uh i main donatello <laughs> yeah there you go um yeah i always i don't know i always pick donatello he's my favorite turtle um and also one thing to call out is like i was a huge ninja turtles fan growing up and in playing this the other day with you discovered you really did not uh, follow the turtles at all. No, it was just like, um, I don't know if it was just something that I was just a little too young at the time or, or something like that. I just, yeah, I think, I think you were right in the gap of like, it was prime for, for my age group. And then I think it was prime for the age group right after you yeah i think yeah Yeah, i think so like the the resurgence of tmnt that came um i think when you would have been a little bit too old for it or at least you know the way that i felt about pokemon like it was too old for it (laughs) yeah that was and that was the thing i was peak um age for pokemon i felt like just because i was roughly about six years old, seven years old when it came out like in the United States. So it was just like, I I feel like that was the perfect age for, uh, to get captured by Pokemon. 
Yeah. And that's, and that's when it was like hitting hard for me with Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Ninja Turtles started getting big. I mean, originally he was released in 87, but I might've not gotten into it until 88. So actually if that's the case, then I was only four. And the same thing with Transformers. Also, you were probably into Transformers, like the original Autobot Transformers um, maybe. I mean, I thought they were cool, but I I wasn't as heavily into them. Uh, I think I only had a couple Transformers. Yeah, but man, I still I still actually have um, in a little box uh, a few of some of my favorite Ninja Turtle figures locked away. Um, I got rid of a lot of stuff. Um, like I don't have my blimp anymore. I don't have my sewer play set. I don't have their van. Damn. Um, which all of that's probably worth some crazy money now. But, you know, I, I still have a few of my favorite uh, characters. Like I have the Leonardo and the Donatello from that like movie series figure thing that I was talking about mm-hmm. um, when we first got in the time machine. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, just, yeah, I, I love this whole franchise and I love these characters and uh, love this game. Um, I do really want to spend some more time playing uh, the Manhattan Project, though, because um, I also started playing um, this, which is uh, TMNT 2 on the NES, the arcade game. Oh, nice. um, was was playing that and it's funny that like this is the representation of the home console version of the original arcade release and this is really rough compared to like how close the 16-bit generation got to what you had in the arcades so yeah maybe they've learned lessons learned from the first conversion i think it was just the NES did not have the power at all yeah, to be on par. Yeah. Um, finally, the Super Nintendo was catching up to like it. It really, it really felt like uh, a good version of what you could play at the arcades. Like a lot of like like a lot of arcade ports felt really good during the SNES era. Like Super, like Street Fighter too. Um, anyway, but that's a different that's a different game. It's a different series. It's a different everything. Um, <laughs> It'd be fun to do one of these on Street Fighter 2 one day. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. And then uh, one thing that we've got in here, the feel of the game, the Konami magic. So that startup sound for Konami, like, and I know I told you this the other day, like yeah. hearing that startup sound and seeing that screen, it's like you knew that you were going to be playing a good game pretty much. Like this was like, the like a really great era for Konami games like Konami they just killed it I mean they had like there was the X-Men arcade game the Simpsons arcade game like it's all basically like reskins of this same game but man if it's not fun like <laughs> like they yeah they they really had uh, a lot of really great games in this era like I wish that that Konami still existed yeah, and it's like when you're playing the game, even you know from the outside looking in, you know, not having played a lot of these games during the time, it it doesn't feel like an old game. It still feels like a, a modern beat 'em up, more or less. Yeah, you know? so I mean, it's it, it's 
it's just good. Like it's, yeah. I, I feel like a, a lot of the Konami beat em ups are just timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone from of any age in any era, you could just, you know, throw in some quarters or some 100 yen coins or, you know, whatever your, your, uh, standard arcade currency is um and play with some friends and just have a screaming good time but anyway i'm trying to think if i have anything else uh to say about turtles in time um for anyone listening if you haven't played this and you even remotely like beat em up games like Streets of Rage or uh, Final Fight or, you know, whatever. Any, anything like that. Like, play this game. It's so good. Um, you yeah. got anything else? No, I think, uh, I think that's, that's all I got. All right. Well, I guess with that being said, let's hop back in the time machine. Um, we are going to be heading back to December 20th, 2020. So uh, let's step on in. And we have arrived. Uh, As I mentioned before, it is December 20th, 2020. Um, We've almost made it. (laughs) We're almost done. (laughs) Um, And I'm talking about the year. I guess the episode too, but I'm not as excited to finish the episode as I am to finish this year. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess now we should uh, talk about what we've been playing. Want to start with one? Yeah, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to skip a little bit. Um, Just talk about, um, I I played a lot of SteamWorld Heist uh, on Stadia. Um, so yeah, and I, I actually finished the game, um, just because I wanted to, uh, finish it up before my trial or my, uh, current month subscription to Stadia is up. Um, cause I'm not sure I'm interested in sort of hanging onto the service right now, just because yeah. I'm already paying for game pass, um, and you know, like Nintendo switch online and, you know, need to take advantage of those services while they're there. So, yeah. um, but I thought I'd, it was just a good one to, uh, play on, on Stadia just because, um, it's not, you know, there, there, nothing about like the input or possible input lag, um, would really get in the way since it's turn-based, but I really did enjoy the game. Um, I, I think it's it's one of the better games I've played this year. So you know, nice. just probably, you know, might be talking about that in our our game of the year stuff that's that's coming up. But um, it's a, uh, you know, I don't really know what else to say. I, I guess I, on Stadia, um, it did come with a DLC sort of pre-installed on the game. So I oh, didn't cool. even. So I was playing D, some DLC levels where. Um, I, I think one, I'm not sure, that if, but one of them actually you have sort of uh, multiple enemies, like multiple factions in one level, and they're also fighting each other. So it's kind of like a <laughs> battle royale, you know, between the, so you, but you have to defeat the other two uh, factions that are, you know, on the ship. Um, I know that there was a DLC boss that I played uh, too, and it was all just sort of, added into the campaign like seamlessly 
So there was, I mean, uh, you sort of navigate your spaceship on this little, almost looks like a, like a constellation star map as you're going along. It's not, you're not really visiting different stars, but it's just kind of how the shape of, of the map looks. But um, yeah, they just would add these little branches that go off and you can sort of literally just side quest it like and not critical path it and just go to these different missions. Um, but I, I recommend it. It's, it just, you know, don't be turned off by the idea of the, um, of a turn-based sort of like combat strategy game. Um, you know, we, I, I think I showed some of the gameplay, uh, to you and you were saying you were kind yeah. of comparing it to worms. So if, I mean, in, yeah, in some ways it made me think of it. I mean, not, not so much the like tile by tile movement that it looks yeah. like you have, but like, I don't know. There were certain things about it that just, it, it made me think of worms for some reason. Yeah. And I, you know, the game was kind of hard for me at first, but then I kind of learned that the, the idea they, they introduced early on that you can sort of uh, pool shot uh, your attacks, you know, like just sort of ricochet off, off walls. And it is, kind of critical that you understand how that works um, gotcha. to, to be successful in the game, I think. So, okay. Because um, sometimes you just don't have a shot otherwise, and you have to, you know, take a chance that you might hit the uh, opponent or you might not. So, um, yeah. Um, awesome. I, I guess in the same vein, I should um, another game to, at the risk of being confusing. Um, I played SteamWorld Quest as well on Stadia. Um, and this, I mean, I've had high expectations just because this is, this would be the third, uh, probably the fourth steam world game that I've played. Um, and I've loved all the other ones. Nice. So, um, and this one's not bad by any means, but it, it definitely is a completely different genre of game, um, where it's sort of a turn-based, um, combat, uh, like akin to like final fantasy, but, um, you use cards. It's like a deck building and, and card. Oh, interesting. Combat. So okay. each character, I guess only has eight cards. So it's not like there's too many cards to really worry about. Um, but it does allow you to sort of just make your character stronger over time by sort of getting these cards as you play. But, uh, it's interesting. The story hasn't really taken off for me. And, um, I just don't think I'm going to be hanging on to Stadia to uh, continue playing this when I could just gotcha. be playing other games. So I, I think I'm ready to, to approach that game with a clean slate at some point in the future, but okay, uh, not right now. Well, right on. Um, let's see. I'll mention a couple of things here. Uh, just briefly, I fired up Half-Life Alex again on my PC because the uh, commentary was released for the game. So I did a, a fresh start. Um, I'm not super far in the game at, at this time, but it was really cool um, to just start the game, put it on a really low difficulty, and then just kind of walk around and grab the floating headphones and put them on and um, listen to all of that sweet, sweet developer commentary um, about this wonderful game. It's like a museum in video game form. Basically. Like, right? so. like that's that's kind of what it felt like. Just like walking around in different areas. And like, and then in this area of the game, we we discovered that players would blah 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 blah. Like there's there's a lot of really cool commentary. Um so yeah, if if anyone has the game and they haven't done it, um strongly recommend checking that out. Um 
as long as you've already finished your first playthrough, then I'd say go through and, and do it this way. Um, oh, you say something? I was just going to say with the lower difficulty, what did you notice was changed about the game? Is it just how much damage you take or um, Yeah, it's uh, the damage you take. Like I, I almost feel like I should have started on story difficulty. Um, I'm playing it on easy which my very first playthrough of Half-Life Alex was also uneasy because I, I didn't have my VR legs yet. So I wanted to um, not have to go through at a very difficult level. But like now that I've played through the game two and a half times already and I'm starting again, like I guess easy is probably low enough on the difficulty. Uh, but I don't know. The story story difficulty, I think, would have been nice to just not have to think about it at all. I see. Um, and really, really focus on um, just getting to the commentary parts. Um, but anyway, that's cool. Um, I did, because it came to Game Pass on PC, fired up and played a little bit of Doom Eternal, um, but only a very little bit. Um, it feels good. It looks good. I look forward to playing more. Uh, but there's some other stuff that I've been playing that have been keeping my, like been keeping more of my attention. Uh, but I at least wanted to, to give it a shot before the end of the year. Um, though I'll likely be returning to it like sometime in 2021 when I finish up a couple other games. Um, and then last thing to call out, um, just to also as a quick, quick mention, um, is cyberpunk 2077. Um, I did start playing that. Um, it's been fun so far. I, I decided to create a street kid um, as far as like my background goes. Um, designed my character, have spent a little bit of time just kind of walking around, um, but was kind of like doing the critical path to get to uh, like to just get through some of the story content and like I've finished or at least got, I think I finished act one, I guess. Um, which there's like a significant sequence that I've been through that. And then I have stopped. And that's where, like I mentioned before, like I like what I've seen. I have experienced a very minimal amount of bugs personally, but I'm going to kind of let it, have maybe a couple more updates before I put a significant amount of time into it, um, which I'm totally happy to do because there are like there's another game that I have been putting more time into, and I think I would like to see it to completion before I go back um, to Cyberpunk and Doom. But I'll leave my stuff at that for now. But so far, Cyberpunk on PC is very good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm excited to play it too. I, I just, I feel like I, um, I don't have the bandwidth right now and yeah, it's, that's and fair. it's not necessarily that I'm crazy busy or anything. It's just like, as far as games go, um, I'm going to save that one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw a quick one out here and, yeah. um, I played a game just from our, you know, uh, we recently played uh, Monster Truck Madness. I saw this game on Stadia that was given to free for pro members was Monster Jam Steel Titans um, by THQ Nordic on Stadia, mm-hmm. and um, I I tried playing it, and you know I I 
did not have a good time. There are the game feels good. The trucks feel fast. The sound effects are good. The, the handling, the controls feel good. Um, it's definitely fun to play in, in that sense, but I don't know if it necessarily was the performance. Like I saw a lot of dropped frames when I was playing or it just, it didn't feel smooth when I was playing. Gotcha. And the, probably the biggest thing is, um, they won't let you really play the game till you get through the tutorial and the tutorial involves, you have to, every time you finish a tutorial mission, they drop you in the middle of this sort of like freestyle park and you have to drive over to the garage, which opens a menu. And then you have to go down and select the next tutorial mission. And then after that's done, it puts you straight back on, you know, loading screen back in the middle of the, it's, it just seems like the game needs some smoothing over, you know, as far as like, yeah, that's, that seemed, that sounds not that good for the design. Yeah. It's, it, it just kind of seems like they want to put on the brakes and say, look, okay, we know you want to race monster trucks, but before you do anything, we need to teach you some stuff. And it's like, okay, all right, fine. And then, so you go through probably a lengthy tutorial, probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes of tutorial. And then they say, okay, great. We've got more tutorials for you for each different type of race. And they, they, I'm like, I just want to, I want to race. I want to see it's just, yeah. it's, I don't want to take, I feel like I'm taking a, like a college course <laughs> you know, before I can play college the game. course and how to monster truck. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, that was strange. Um, so I, I don't know if I can recommend that game, but, uh, I, I just kind of kept thinking though, if I was like much younger, I probably <laughs> would have really just enjoyed the hell of, out of a game like this. So maybe yeah. I'm just not the target demographic, but <laughs> it wasn't, um, the, the other thing is that they give you a truck and you have, um, it's just a truck that's on a frame. It has no like the body kit, you know, it's like, it's like a naked monster truck. If you've ever seen a monster truck without the, the body on it and they won't let you customize your truck at all until you finish the tutorial. And again, I felt like it was like an hour of tutorial that you have to get through. (laughs) That's yeah. That feels like too much for a game like that. Yeah. I mean, at least from the outside looking in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another you want to talk about? Sure. Um, so, um, I have, (laughs) what I've probably played the most since we last recorded is Animal Crossing. Um, I picked up and been playing Animal Crossing. I, I, I may have mentioned this the last time we recorded where like I, I got into it again because I, um, Cause I know that uh, friends of ours, their seven year old has been getting into it. And I was like, yeah, I want to be able to send her some fruit and do whatever. Well, yeah, I've spent a lot of time in the past couple of weeks in animal crossing still like it really, it pulled me back in. Um, I now have a five star Island, which like before playing this, I was still sitting at three stars. Um, I fully have actually decorated my house now where previously I had empty rooms that I didn't do anything with because I just didn't care at the time. Um, have some new new villagers. There were some folks that I was hesitant to let leave, but I have uh, a couple new characters on my island that I really am enjoying uh, right now. 
And I don't know. I've, I've really been enjoying the, the new seasonal content for Toy Day. Um, I've made a couple snow boys, um, which are the equivalent of snowmen, and been shaking a lot of trees to get ornaments right now. Um, gotta say, it's very, uh, at least for the Northern Hemisphere uh, Animal Crossing players, it's so snowy and beautiful right now. It's it's the only way that uh, I will be having a white Christmas <laughs> is in Animal Crossing. Um, but yeah, it's it's really sucked me back in. I can't believe, even to this day, I have yet to see a refrigerator. Wow. So I put together my whole kitchen, but I don't have a fridge. Um, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll I'll take a, a look and at my inventory. And, yeah, check your inventory if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll see what what I got. It'd be a reason of then I'm gonna get sucked back in. So yeah, so yeah, I've been playing playing that, and then. Um, also, when I was mentioning we were having issues with our uh, dishwasher, um, after I had like done the work on it, I, and it was still sitting in the middle of our kitchen, like I hadn't pushed it back under the counter yet because I just wanted to see with the work that I had done, wanted to run like a load um, in the dishwasher without actually having anything in it, but just to make sure nothing was going to leak. Mm-hmm. So as it was sitting in the middle of my fridge or sorry, in the middle of my, uh, fridge in the middle of my kitchen, um, I sat down on the floor next to it and played, uh, Esprade, if I'm saying it right, which again, I have no idea if I'm ever saying this game's name, right. Um, but I played it on the switch and I used my flip grip for it. Oh, nice. Um, so I was able to play this game in Tate mode. Um, and Tate mode, for those that are like, what is he saying? Um, it just means I'm like, you know, the Nintendo Switch is a widescreen. So instead of it being its standard widescreen orientation, you're flipping the screen like 90 degrees in one direction so that it's tall. And then the flip grip, you slide it in so that it's vert- like the screen is vertically oriented. And then there's clips on either side of that grip, I guess, for the, the flip grip, <laughs> the grippy part of the flip <laughs> um, that you put the Joy-Cons on uh, so that you can play and take advantage when you're playing these vertical scrolling shoot 'em up games, take more advantage of the screen real estate of it being that vertical uh, orientation. So anyway, got to, to flip grip um, some Esprade on the Switch. Um, while I sat next to my dishwasher for over an hour waiting for it to get through the cycle. Um, so that was nice. And then also the same day, this is the thing that I earlier, I was like, do I want to mention this? No, I'm going to wait. Um, I then also played golden ax, the revenge of death adder. And I played it on my hot new game console of the holiday season no, it's not the PS5. No, it's not the Series X. It's better. It's the Sega Astro City Mini. So I I am excited. I love this thing. Um, it's a cute little thing. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. So uh, also for the people that are like, what the hell is he talking about? Um, 
So the Sega Astro City is a style of arcade cabinet that was predominantly in Japan. Um, and it's a mini version. So uh, folks listening might recall that Neo Geo released a mini arcade little system. And it's not the one that we mentioned like one show ago that's the full bar top. It's the like small thing that like little tiny joystick and tiny buttons, but you can also connect controllers to it. Uh, there's HDMI out to connect to the TV. Um, but it's a beautiful, beautiful miniature uh, arcade cabinet. And it's, it's, the, it's the arcade cabinet that I have my arcade stick modeled after um, with the artwork and the buttons and the everything. So... Um, yeah, there's like 37 different games on it. Um, there's some Virtual Fighter, um, some Puyo Puyo, um, plenty of other games. I have never actually played Golden Axe: The Revenge of Death Adder before, um, and I completed that. Um, and I and I played it with the tiny controls and the tiny screen, um, just sitting on my lap. Uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then. I'll throw another one in here real quick because then I guess I still will have three games that I've not yet talked about. Um, so I also played this game that I got on a Steam sale uh, somewhat recently, and I think it was also released somewhat recently. It's Super Galaxy Squadron EX Turbo. So it is also a vertically scrolling shoot 'em up, um, similar to Esprit A, like I mentioned before. Um, it's so much fun. So it's it, it's on Steam. I don't know if it's on any, any other platform. Um, it's like it's really good. It, it, it has so many different things that you can tune the difficulty. Um, that like part of the description of the game is they say that they've made it for uh, for for human beings and for people that are shmup veterans. So. I can I can definitely attest to that that they that there are a lot of difficulty settings and a lot of things that you can change that make it so that it is much more accommodating for somebody like if you're just kind of getting into the genre. Um, but also, there's definitely settings that I didn't try yet <laughs> that looks like it's going to be tough as nails. Um, so I've been playing on the lower end of the difficulty spectrum, and I just had a blast. So, um, yeah. So if anyone out there is like, maybe I want to dip my toes into the shmup waters. Um, I think that's a good starting point. Um, I mean, so is Esprade, but that's harder to come by right now. So yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. And then I've got two of the things we've played together. And then I have one thing that I've been playing on my own, but, um, why don't you, take away at least the last thing that it looks like. No, no, you have two things that you haven't mentioned so far that you've been playing. Yeah, um, but, I'll, but I'll combine them just because uh, one of them I haven't played a whole lot of. Uh, so I've been, I, I picked up on um, the Epic Game Store uh, because it is currently still an Epic Game Store exclusive, uh, SnowRunner, which is sort of a uh, sequel to the uh, the games in the series uh, Spin Tires and uh, Mudrunner as well. So, um, so Mudrunner was like the spiritual successor of uh, Spin Tires. It was sort of like 
they took the game content. Uh, there was a publisher drama that you can look up online because it's kind of dark and mysterious. But <laughs> anyway, what kind of happened is that the game was re-released and rebranded as Mudrunner. Um, well, SnowRunner definitely, it it feels like another spiritual successor because it, it's clear that they're using sort of the same engine, but the game has been completely reworked. And um, I was kind of hoping that it was going to be more Mudrunner, but in the snow with new environments and stuff. And it 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 is, but it's also like, it's a different game. Like the, uh, the objectives are, are largely changed, the mechanics, the controls. I'm stumbling around the controls trying to figure out how that's going to work. But, um, you know, Mudrunner, you were given just a map. Like your objective is to move logs from point A to point B. Well, this one, it feels like the all the... Um, the maps are sort of interconnected because you can sort of travel to different ones at will. And the other thing is that your objectives are now more varied. Um, Like you have to like pick up contracts. So for example, like one contract that I was doing was build a bridge, which involves transporting steel beams and lumber Uh, not logs, but lumber, like processed lumber (laughs) to this bridge um, and then that unlocks more of the map. But then in another contract, it said, hey, uh, the scientists went into the woods and they haven't come back. Um, go figure out what happened. And it's really just like dressing around. There is a truck that is stuck on a mountain somewhere and you have to gotcha. basically tow it back. <laughs> so um, anyway, so they definitely like went crazy on the variety of the uh, of the mission structure, which is probably the most critical aspect of Mudrunner, is that it was very like, okay, I'm tired of delivering logs from point A to point B. So uh, again, this is you know th- what I call the uh, Dark Souls of of truck simulator games. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's my favorite description of it. But I I'm it's clear that I'm going to have to like basically relearn how to play the game before I enjoy it. But gotcha. so far. It's good. It feels, you know, and it just definitely feels like a good polished release because I know it's on, it's on Switch and it's on uh, Xbox and I believe PS4. Oh, um, nice. So, uh, Snowrunners on Switch. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it it, it is. Um, I I I mean, let's see. I'm trying to remember. I definitely remember Mud Runner being on the Switch, but uh, I'm gonna double check. Uh, fact check that really quick. Um, oh, okay. So actually, it's not listed for Switch. I was thinking of the American Wilds version of Mud Runner that is on, that oh, is on the Switch. Oh, okay. okay. So I, I don't, I'm sure. I didn't maybe, even realize Mud Runner was on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, was interesting wow. because Spin Tires was strictly just a PC game. It like, yeah. didn't come to consoles. So when they rebranded on Mud Runner, that's when it came to consoles and got it definitely felt like a controller friendly game. And this one is more so, but again, the controls are completely foreign to me. I don't, can't figure it out. So, um, but yeah, it, the other thing, uh, the, the other thing, the uh, last thing I'll say on uh, snow runner is um, a lot of the smaller scout cars in, in, in mud runner um, were, it was very easy to get them like stuck. So a lot of times I wouldn't actually travel on the roads. I would actually just sort of avoid the roads because they were very rutted and muddy. Um, 
Well, in SnowRunner, they have this sort of low gear mode that you can do now that forces your, it's basically your car goes a lot slower. So it's a lot harder to get those cars stuck. Uh, gotcha. Still, if you if there's a big rutted road, you're still going to get stuck in it, but yeah. it's like you won't just sink like you used to in, uh, in MudRunner. So that's what's... Uh, this is cool. And then the other thing I just wanted to mention quickly, I started playing Hades on the Switch, um, which is really good so far. It feels good. I'm still getting to grips on com- combat, but I really like how, um, you know, they, they basically right off, like right when you start the game, it's like you're, you start in a run and it sort of is telling you how to um, defeat enemies, but, you know, the game knows that you're not going to get very far. And then, you're going to die. And that's when the story starts to unfold. Um, and then you can you. I like how it's just sort of, it, it feels very natural that you're just slowly getting stronger and stronger and every run, you're pretty much going to go farther in the run than you did yeah. before. So it's definitely feels like a slow burn in progress, but um, I just need to play it more. Um, I'm a little wary because on these sort of roguelike games i do tend to burn out uh for some reason to the repetition so um but you know every time i talk to a character they um after a run they have something new to say so hopefully that will keep me forward yeah going forward nice the art's really good the voice acting is just top notch so um yeah i i've heard nothing but good things about that game but yeah i just I, because of it being a roguelike, that's where I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm similar to you in that regard where I burn out fast on those yeah. for some reason. Yeah. So I'll, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep trying, but yeah, it's going to be a grind, I think, but, um, at least I'm enjoying the scenery <laughs> while I'm, while I'm going. So, well, the last game that is not common between us that I played, um, that I have probably played, the second most, uh, as you know, Animal Crossing, I have played the most in the past two weeks, uh, is Control. So I, um, part of also part of why I was picking it back up and making sure that I'm really like trying to get through it um, is something that we both know has also been playing it. Um, so like be and and I think they started playing it because I had been like talking the game up. I'm like, all right, well, cool. Now that somebody else is playing it too, like I want to be able to not be left behind and like be able to have actually like a conversation about what's going on in the game. Um, So yeah, so I've been picking up and playing Control some more and still having a really good time. Um, It's it's a great looking game. Um, I really enjoy the atmosphere of the game. The, I don't know, like it's, it's so cinematic like remedy does such a great job um and i really like the characters so far um not a whole lot of things make sense yet (laughs) and i'm a few hours in um but yeah it's it's been a really good game like I, i really enjoy the combat in the game um it's it's just so much fun it's like you're basically like you know, a high powered Jedi with a gun. And I don't know, there's something appealing about that. (laughs) Like you definitely feel very powerful in this game. Um, Even as you come across like, you know, a room full of enemies, um, they seem to 
not be that hard to destroy. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes like, I'm like, crap, I've like, I've, I've got to strategize for a second and like think my way through this next 15 seconds. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's a lot of fun. For some reason, when I see that game and how the gameplay sort of works, I, for some reason, I, I get Half-Life vibes, mostly from just the idea that you're not necessarily, you don't have to shoot every enemy. You're, you can be creative about how you yeah. kill enemies. I mean, I, I also get a little bit of that vibe from this uh-huh. game, even with like the story and the like how things just kind of start and things are kind of already like in progress. There's a, there's a lot of things that you know that are going on or did happen that you just don't know about and don't understand yet, but it doesn't matter. You just have to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like there, there are definitely some parallels um, to Half-Life in, in that way. It's like um, there was a, a game, I was playing Titanfall 2, the campaign. And yeah. for some reason, I got serious Half-Life vibes from playing yeah, it. I, I've gotten that from that game too. I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's just there's something about like I hear, I think you, there's a, a Geiger counter sound effect that's at some point oh, in the game, yeah. and it's just like I I don't know why it just feels like Half Life to me, which is not a bad thing. I think that's a very good thing to yeah. get you know vibes like that from a game. So definitely. Well, the the common games that we have, one of them is probably no surprise. Well, yeah, I mean, no, so we didn't play that that much. We we didn't. We didn't play a ton of Overwatch, and the the reason why is because we we I think I believe in the last two weeks we played twice, and the first time did not go so well. I think we I, I don't know if we won a game or if we did win a game. It was like I don't one. Know. We, yeah, it was for for some reason we've just been on like a losing streak. Yeah, it was really bad. But the second time we played it just felt better. I mean, we it's not like we won every game, but we had more wins and I think the game just felt better to me. I gotcha, yeah. I, I don't know what happened. So it's um but anyway, I, I needed redemption, so we played again and um it went better. And I would I would I still will play Overwatch in the next two weeks. It was just like yeah. <laughs> Um, and I, I think this happens with Blizzard games, especially for me, StarCraft, you have good days and you have bad days. So, yeah. 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 And then just yesterday we played some of the Master Chief collection. Um, yep. that was a lot of fun Dude, just playing, you, playing some Halo two and Halo two anniversary online. Yeah. I'm ready to do that again. That was, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about that too. I'm like, like this is the first time in a while that I'm actually like kind of craving playing more Halo. Um, where it was so funny though when we started yesterday, where like I was when we started in Halo Two, I was totally at the bottom of our team, like with maybe three kills at the end of like our team Slayer, like eight v eight. And then we switch over to Halo Two Anniversary, and then I was at the top of our team. And I was at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah, you were really close to the top of the team in standard Halo 2. Yeah. And but then we were both talking about the difference in the battle rifle. And you're like, there's something about it. I'm like, yeah, I like it better. And you're like, I don't like it as much. <laughs> yeah, it's just I think I was just more acclimated to the battle rifle in Halo Probably. 2. And I don't know why that was. Maybe I played a lot more Halo 2 in the Master Chief collection. Probably. 
I, yeah, I don't know. But I also played a lot of Halo 2 Anniversary, um, like the campaign. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe it didn't translate or maybe I just used the battle rifle more. But um, yeah, that's <laughs> it's funny. It was for the battle rifle is probably my least favorite weapon for a long time in Halo 2. But it's just grown on me because it's just the weapon you've just generally have the most yeah. <laughs> time with. So. The best weapon is the one that you have. Yeah, exactly. So you c- kind of learn how many shots you need to take out an enemy. But yeah, yeah, I think they're doing good things with Halo. I don't know if it's going to like take off, take off, but it's uh, it feels good. I, uh, there's now matchmaking for controllers in the PC release. Like it. Yeah, so. well, and, and now everything is fully cross-platform, right? Uh, they finally opened up all multiplayer. It's cross-platform. Okay. And I think the last time we played with the other friend of ours, it wasn't, I don't know if anything's changed. So it wasn't, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that it is now. Okay. I think, um, I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. There were Um, some modes, like, I think you were restricted to, um, I think there was, it was a no on campaign and firefight or something like that i can't remember. yeah but like straight up multiplayer like is is cross-platform and that's where the most people i think would want that i see yeah so um yeah though i mean i i i do have to toot my own horn for the the one map that we played yesterday when i went 20 like 29 on a 29 kill streak in the wraith when uh Man, we played that map a few times. I wish I could remember the name of it. I thought that was Blood Gulch. Was it, or um, so it's not Blood Gulch, but it, it's 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 a very similarly styled uh, match, or or maybe it just has a different name in Halo Two. But it's basically Blood Gulch. I see. Yeah, yeah. It's um, um it, it it's basically the map with two bases. So if you've played Halo Two with the two separate bases, then it's like, yeah. So mind you. I never fly around in the Wraith because I tend to die very quickly. Yeah. So this just tells me that we were playing against a lot of other not very seasoned Halo players. Uh The fact that I was able to get 29 kills in a row with that thing, like, (laughs) I just couldn't believe it. It was so much fun, and it had to have been so frustrating to be that team. (laughs) Yeah, it, it it and I've definitely been on the other end of that, you know, just just Oh my god, I would have hated destroyed. it. I would have hated it so much. I would have yeah. like yeah, my only focus would have been killing the person in the wraith. <laughs> yeah, I was just surprised they didn't do that to me. Like I I was just beside myself at how long I was able to stay alive. And part of the reason though is because I think our team had all of the vehicles like i think that we swooped in in their base took their wraith took their warthog um and just laid waste to them yeah it's either okay that that map is either blood gulch but now i've seen something that calls it bloodline bloodline i think that was it Gotcha. Anyway, it's just like I, I saw one that was labeled Blood Gulch, but it had the cave and everything. And I'm like trying to, I'm like, what? Okay. So we'll call it Bloodline. <laughs> I think, I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I would have remembered Blood Gulch because that's, that's pretty iconic in its name as well for Halo. 
Yeah. They, yeah. Okay. So bloodlines, another map. Anyway, I'll just, um, or maybe it's okay. not bloodline. I don't know. Anyway, it could be bloodline. Anyway, I'm going to drop this. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, um, good time playing halo i i on that same map i mean so i mean it, i guess it wasn't necessarily a, a complete accident i think i went 17 and 3 so i went on a pretty nice. good kill streak once i got going it's i mean i've never gotten a 29 and one that i've never strange. gotten that ever and i'm probably never will ever again that, that, that was funny though because once you killed 29 people and then you died you're like oh, i'm gonna go do something really quick and then you yep. just put the controller down and hid and <laughs> it's kind of like all right i i don't think i can kill anymore like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all i got it's all the gas in the tank so <laughs> yeah well by that point because it was like team slayer 8v8 first to 100 i think by the time i walked away we were already at like 80 something kills yeah <laughs> so it was like we're fine because i think they had like 20 at best. Yeah. I was like, we're okay. I'm going to, I need to go feed the meter. Be right back. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm definitely like, I think yesterday was like my most successful, like multiplayer session of Halo ever. Um, so yeah, I'm like, I could do more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to do that um, in the near future. So definitely. Well, I think that's uh that concludes everything that we've been playing at least everything that's on our list is there anything else that's coming to mind that you're like oh crap i also played this uh no uh, no it's uh, there there isn't um okay i wish there was sometimes that happens but not this time yeah i i know i played a couple other games on the astro city mini but um nothing long enough to actually really mention it but man uh Golden Axe, The Revenge of Death Adder, also great beat em up. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, oh, yeah. And actually, if anybody is interested in the Astro City Mini, currently, I think the only way that you can get it is um, Amazon Japan. Oh, wait, no. I, I think I also saw it on uh, Play Asia, okay. but it's more expensive on Play Asia yeah. um, for sure than it is on Amazon Japan. And most of Amazon Japan, you can have translated to English. It's built right into the page, amazon.co.jp, um, which they also don't charge you extra for shipping video games. Anything that is video games, you don't pay an arm and a leg in shipping. So wow. uh, pro tip for those who want to import games from Japan if they're new. Um, you must have a distribution center centered around video games or something. On They must. Because uh, it also shipped really fast. I got it on the 18th and it was released on the 17th. Wow. I didn't expect to get it this quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great. Um, so I guess before we do our outro, should we mention what we, cause I know we kind of alluded last episode, what we like that we might have something in the works uh, regarding like our personal top games of 2020. Should we, should we mention how we want to do that? Uh, yeah. I, I think what we're going to end up doing is we're going to uh, send out another episode at, at an, undecided time yes an unspecified week. date and time before 
the next official episode. Yes. And um, it's just because we're kind of, I think we're having a little trouble narrowing down and then also to keep the length of the podcast uh, consistent. (laughs) Yeah. So So that uh, we don't tack on a whole extra, I don't even know how long our discussion is going to be. Yeah. Anywhere from 30 minutes to another hour, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So yeah. Also, yeah. But like you said, give ourselves a little bit more time to firm up our own lists mm-hmm. um, of what, of, of, of what we think our favorite games are that were released in 2020. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. That'll be on the regular feed. Um, I think I'm going to label it just as a bonus episode. Um, so it's not going to be a numbered episode like this one. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to recording something that's going to be a little bit different format. Um, and hope that everyone listening enjoys it. Yeah. And then, uh, speaking of numbered episodes, uh, yeah. Do you want to, want to let, do you want to let the folks at home know what the next game is going to be? Yeah. So, um, I, we, we decided, um, that we were going to play the legend of Zelda, a link to the past. Um, another super Nintendo game, but, uh, we were, uh, talking about how um, we, we haven't done a Zelda game yet. Yeah. And this is I, one that I, th- I think neither of us have played, but have probably always wanted to. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I've, I've played a very small amount of the game. Same. And like, I remember playing the game when it was new, but I'd never played a game like it. So I didn't understand how to play it. My frame of reference was like platformers like Mario. Yeah. So like, it just, it didn't click with me. And I was yeah. like, cool. So you just run around a map, I guess, and hit things. All right. Well, I guess that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you've played like a lot of platformers. Uh, I think, um, you know, it, for the time, even even like in the uh, N64 days, like just, for example, the uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh, my you know, my cousin and I, we had made a big deal about like, you can't, there's no jump button in Ocarina of Time. Like that was like kind of unheard of. Like, what do you mean there's no jump button? I mean, there are technically ways to jump. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is a very different animal from a platformer. Um, so yeah, looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, we know there are a lot of podcast options out there. And we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. Uh, It really does mean a lot. Uh, You can check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com. And you can can subscribe to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Radio Public. Uh, So come and join us next time where... Well, in our next numbered episode where we talk about The Legend of Zelda and Link to the Past. Um, But also, like we mentioned, be on the lookout for uh, the special bonus episode, uh, hopefully by or before the end of this year. But bye for now. Yeah.